When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aide, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode, Math Season 17, Episode 16. Hi, Aide. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Happy to discuss, like, the magic that they're doing. I'm kind of ready for the season to wind down, but you know what? There's just always something to talk about. I don't know how they're doing it, considering, again, we have 1.5 couples. Well, 2.5 now, but there's still stuff to talk about, you know. I'm, I mean, I will say that this all feels a whole lot less tedious than it might feel at this point of the season by having a almost end of the season wedding. They need to do that every season. <laughs> but it kind of feels like the Michael and Chloe show. I don't mind now. the Michael and Chloe show. I haven't been watching them for 15 weeks. <laughs> that is true. Okay, before we just go into this deep dive of this episode, um, can you share with the people the housekeeping that we have for them this week? Alrighty. I think you guys are used to this by now, but next week is a late episode, which means that it will be out the Monday after the episode airs. Um, after Party will be on Patreon this week, as per usual. And then after you do your long wait for our next episode, um, if you're a Patreon, you also get Love is Blind, because we will be covering the first six episodes of Love is Blind on Patreon that same week. Happy Valentine's Day, guys, from us to you. <laughs> All right, so let's get in to this episode. Things happened. Things happened. Things happened. Most of it had my blood boiling, <laughs> but you know, a lot of irritation was happening. But you know, but okay. What are your thoughts on Chloe and Michael at this point? I am trying to ride my train of happiness, but reality is starting to sink in. Okay. <laughs> I I feel like I do, okay. What do you think I think of them based on the things that I've said? I'm not really sure. You're going to have to tell me. <laughs> I don't think I know either. That's why I was trying to punt it over to you. I feel like I want to feel the positivity, but I can't get over a vibe that I'm getting from Chloe. It's not anything she's done. I just, I, the fact that I can't, everything she's saying is conducive to a good relationship and that she's feeling Michael, but something still seems missing. 
and I don't know if I'm manufacturing it in my head, if it's the trauma of watching maths and not wanting to get my hopes up, but it makes for an interesting watch when I watch them because, and also like online, half the people just think she's not into him and half the people are just like, oh, they work. So it's very interesting to watch them. But the key thing here is that we don't know what's going to happen with them. We can keep our hope alive while still being like, oh, I'm not sure. Whereas, and Austin and Becca kind of have that going too. Everybody else, ooh, you know what I mean? So at the end of the yeah. day, whether they're going to be together or if this is going to work, we're still watching it unfold. Yeah. The people who have spoilers are like, we know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we start with Chloe and Michael and we see that it's day four for them. Which is kind of amazing because it's day four for them, but for the rest of them, it's 15 days till decision day. So now I'm curious how this is going to play out. Are they going to wait for them to catch up and then do decision day? Are they going to just follow them for the rest of the stuff after decision day and then have a separate decision day for them? Like, I'm just curious to see how the season is going to play out because I'm hoping we don't have a repeat of last year where we had the season end then we followed them afterwards then we had a reunion that was an unfortunate series of chronological order my assumption is that there will be two decision days so but i don't know i we just i mean i, I we we just have to see how they, they plan to do this i assume they're going to give chloe and michael the full eight week experience um I don't know if they'll be meeting up with the other couples after decision day. Like it's all up in the air, but I do think there will be two decision days first for the four, first four couples. And then another one for Michael and Chloe. Okay. So he's asking, they just woke up and they're in bed and he's asking if she feels more at ease after their conversation. And she says like, he handled it so well. Michael says that last night was good inside on how they can handle things. And now he kind of has a, reference point that he can use for the future he says like he might lean on her when they move because he has only lived in one space since he moved to denver and the challenge they will have is his aversion to switching his living space he's like despite that he's looking forward to them living their lives together we move on to becca and austin and austin is telling becca they're getting ready for the retreat and he's telling becca that he brought his speaker and I might have chuckled a little bit, given what we were told on After Party, that there was a fight about blasting music. So I just thought it was ironic <laughs> that they're talking about speakers. So Becca asks, you know, what he's hoping for this couple's retreat this weekend. And Austin is like, I hope it's a relaxing vacation. And if it isn't, they can escape to their faraway bedroom and do whatever they want. And Becca is so excited. And he's like, yeah, we can do things in the bedroom. I'm like, this guy, he's just waving the cheese in front of the mouse, but he's not going to give it to her. Like, I, I, I think I, he thinks that they're going to be like <laughs> playing video games or something. Because that's the bedroom activities he's talking about. We're going to jump on the bed. <laughs> so Claire does a selfie cam that she's getting ready for a couple's retreat that she doesn't want to call a couple's retreat because she's not in a couple, which makes her sad. Why are you sad, Claire? <laughs> I'm over this. <laughs> I am over this whole guilt. 
sadness. My husband is not around. Go away. <laughs> I feel so terrible at the level of annoyance I have for Claire. Every time she comes on camera, I'm like, why are you talking? I don't feel terrible because recency bias with all the things that she's been saying will make you feel like, oh, she's trying to. But I will not forget what the whole season was like. This man will put his hand over her and she would like freeze up and tense up and say, I don't want to be here. Oh, the romantic thing is not here. Oh, let's not do this. You wanted to separate. So what is this guilt? Let it go. So she says that she's glad that he's prioritizing his health. And, you know, he's not coming because of that. And I couldn't tell if it was the light or if she was tearing up, but it looked like she was tearing up. And she's like, she's just going to try and relax and let loose. I'm like, okay. Emily and Brennan. Emily says she's feeling blah about the weekend. And she's feeling blah about Brennan. And this weekend, she's ready to focus less on them and focus on all of them being together and being trapped and having a last hurrah, I'm like, that is an interesting choice of word, trapped. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> she says that she's still hoping he realizes that he is not putting effort, but she's not keeping her hopes up well. So they start driving to the retreat. Austin mentions that um, Chloe and Michael are coming later, but he, uh, that he's because he's most excited to see them. So I think we we're asking, maybe this is why their honeymoon was short because they have to travel again. So they just have to wrap it up, move in and keep things moving maybe. I don't understand why they're going to the retreat for one day. Like I thought the retreat is Friday through Sunday. They said they're going for Sunday. Why? why? <laughs> you beat me to it because yes, I had that same thought. Um, Austin asked Becca, what she's most excited for and it's bleed so i assume she said fucking poor baby it's not i don't know why she it. said that <laughs> what, she's uh, being given that that might happen to you show me uh she's trying he says besides that and i'm like i think this is a rejection they talk about because he was just like yeah besides that we know she says she's excited to spend time with all their people um I was getting excited because there's this thing where anytime they go into the couple's retreat, it seems like it's the wives that are driving. And I'm like, oh, Becca's driving. But then they switch to Becca and uh, Brennan and Emily, and Brennan is the one driving. So no to that theory. So Brennan is driving, and they're doing their passive-aggressive conversation because no one wants to sit in silence. And Emily says that she thinks Orion and Chloe aren't there till Sunday. And I'm scratching my head like, oh, are they coming separate? I mean, I know Ryan is coming alone, but is Chloe coming separate from Mike? And then Brennan laughs and was like, you mean Mike and Chloe, right? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, why would she confuse Orion with Mike? Because they kind of look alike. That's what I thought in the beginning <laughs> when they were first cast. Oh, girl, no. Well, I mean. They have yeah, some kind of coloring at minimum. Well, maybe because I really dislike Orion now. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then this was when I had the thought that you had I was like if they're coming on Sunday how long are they at the retreat because I always thought these retreats were for the weekend so yeah. so Brennan wonders why they aren't coming till Sunday I'm like we don't know but again maybe they have to move in and all that stuff 
So Emily tells him, oh, you should have texted Mike to find out how it was. And Brennan said, I'm sure it was drama free with just the two of them. And Emily says, yeah, it's drama free until it's not. I, I, I don't know what game they're playing, but get me off this ride. Brennan says that they're on the same page and they want to have fun with their friends and make memories. And all I can think of is this conversation is painful. It's so bad. <sighs> you are That's on a, a couple's clear. retreat to hang out with your friends. And so is actually everybody else. <laughs> well, this yeah. is not even a couple's retreat. Friendship at first sight, yeah. <laughs> Chloe and Michael are in their new apartment and they're taking a tour and they're just looking around the whole place, really nice. And they're very excited about the dual sync situation, which guys, I have to tell you, is a game changer. I told my husband, like, we will never share a sink again as long as we're both alive. So she gives him a closet choice. And she says that she does this because he gave her the sink choice. Michael tells us in the conversation that he loves this because her giving him the choice shows that she's considerate. That, don't get him wrong, he would have made the small closet work, but, you know, he really likes this. I mean, I think we find out later, but at this point uh, of the show, I had written down, like, I think Chloe's energy is off. Like, she just seems so sad and so, like, not interested. But I think she tells us later why she felt that way. So she tells us that she's an introvert by nature. And after a trip, normally she would have decompressed, but it's not going to happen. So they will re decompress together. And she makes a face and is like, yay. Like sarcastically, like I, get this man out my apartment. I just want to be by myself. Um, Becky and Austin arrive first and this house is gorgeous. I loved that house from the moment I saw it. I find it difficult to think that they've ever had a house better than this house on any mass retreat. I will second that. Um, I thought they were taking a detour when they stopped because they were showing animals and all the stuff. <laughs> I thought that Becca was like, oh, let's go play with the animals. And I thought that's what they were doing. And then they showed the house. Austin is stoked because as he's going around in the tour, he's like, oh, my God, this belongs to one of the greatest Broncos, Denver Broncos, those who aren't familiar, sports football team. And Becca said, I wish I cared. And in a, in a confessional, Becca says the house belongs to a sports star. I guess they're not allowed to say his name, but Maps fan did share that it belongs to Von Miller. Oh. And yeah. That was a lot of excitement. It was excitement because here's the thing. These people were going on about a Denver Broncos player. Then an after party, Denver Broncos player would not say which player. Then it's actually a yeah. player who I know who he is, which is, you know, uh, not likely. So, yes, I was like, oh, it's an actual player that I know. And that's his house. It's very nice. Very, very nice. I'm like, good on Lifetime for springing the money. Or maybe they got a good deal. I don't know. But um, either way. I'm happy for them because it's a really nice house and I'm happy for us because it's aesthetically pleasing. You know, I will say this though. I was like, so what kind of NFL player is hard up for money that they need to rent out their house? I did think about that, but okay. Maybe it's just being financially responsible. I think so. I don't know if you remember 
the Real Housewives of Miami episode where Lenny and Lisa, they rent out their house for music videos. Apparently, it's a thing that rich people do when you just have all that space. You just do whatever you can because, you know, the mortgage is high. Inflation is real for everybody. And <laughs> so maybe it's just- he currently is playing in Buffalo. So, I mean, why would you just let your house in Denver sit empty? Yep. A really nice house, too. So Austin picks a room that offers the most seclusion. Once again, dangling the cheese. And Becker is like, I just want to have sex. And she just agrees. Like, sure, let's take this room, whatever. Okay, this is me saying, like, Becca just wants to have sex, that whatever it is that he's, you know, insinuating, she's eating it all up. And she's like, yeah, we can take this room. And then Brennan and Emily walk in with their bad vibes, and Brennan is like, okay, good with separate rooms? And she says, yeah. But this is what annoys me about Emily. I don't know why she didn't say, no, I'm not good with it, but clearly that's what you want to do, so we're going to do that. Because the next time Dr. Pia comes, he's going to say that I ask her what she wants to do. She agrees to it. And then she comes here and then she says, like, no, that's not the case. But I just need her, like, even if she doesn't agree with it, she just says, like, this is not what I want to do. But if this is what you want to do, then sure. Rather than just saying, yeah, and then she's pissed off about it. Fair enough. She just, uh, you want her to own her own uh, decisions. And, and and in the course of that, make him own his own decisions. Yes. So he doesn't have a leg to stand on because technically when he says she agrees to it, he's not wrong. It's just that it's not the full story because he just walked in. They I thought they had even discussed it. They hadn't. They just walked in and he was like, good with separate rooms. Okay, cool. All right. So Emily tells Becca that Brennan just said separate rooms while Austin is giving him a tour um, they talk about, they're in the kitchen just having snacks, and they talk about the luck of the Irish, and Becca is like, yeah, I could use some luck, and she could get lucky. And Emily says, yeah, that's the word of the weekend, luck. Orion arrives in his dearly beloved truck, and I'm just glad that it made it through the journey. It's a classic truck for anyone who forgot, like, it literally even has some rust on it, so he says he's excited. And the only nerves he has is with Lauren and not knowing how receptive she will be to conversation. What fucking conversation, Orion? Like, they have, he says they haven't spoken since the wedding and his intention this weekend is to smoothen things over. Lauren already told us an after party. Like, he was weird after the wedding. Everything he said was just for show. He's not making any effort. So what is all this? Why is everybody so concerned about the camera? It's so annoying. Um, I think that... Some people are just dying. They, they can't leave any interaction with a person thinking that person might not like them. Now, I don't know if that's what's going on with Orion or if that's what's going on with Claire, but I think that's the type of thing that makes Orion say like, oh, we should like really be friends. It's just like, I don't want you to hate me, but I don't, I don't think he wants it that bad. I actually wasn't even thinking of Claire. I think Claire's is genuine. It's just coming from like, it's just the wrong way to look at her relationship. I was thinking of Brennan. I, I just don't understand how Brennan and Orion are so concerned about how they're viewed and are not concerned on actually just being the people that they want people to see them as. Like, if you really want to do something, then just have a conversation versus not when the camera is on. Like, how hard is that? Hmm. So um, Emily asks, you know, if he and Lauren are good. 
And he says that, yeah, the wedding was the first time they spoke and they showed civility to each other. And he's hoping it's the same way. Claire arrives wearing like that brand of knit sweater that I keep trying to describe that I can't. She says she took a step back and thought about it. And it's an opportunity for her to enjoy the other couples. What other couples and what is there to enjoy? They all change. And I'm thinking that they're all going to dinner but then they sit at the dining table just drinking wine as Lauren arrives. Lauren tells us that since the wedding, she hasn't spoken to Orion. And it's disappointing because during the conversation at the wedding, he said he wanted to be friends, but that requires effort. She says it's exhausting hearing him say he wants a friendship, but there's no follow through. And she's hoping for bonding with the wives and she's not looking for anything from or with Orion. They say something about family dinner and honestly i'm just like and then we see food i don't know where the food came from but lifetime i was just thinking that lifetime needs to start springing for chefs for them like i don't think anyone should be coming on a retreat to settle and then start cooking for like what 10 people like what clint did (laughs) last season like and what if no one can cook like just get a chef but i think that's what they did this year because we didn't see anybody like cooking so i don't know Ellie says that she booked an ATV. They all get excited. Oh, for all of us? They're like, no, just for her and Brennan because they have done all the elements and now it's time for the sun and snow. And in the most foreshadowing words ever, Austin says, I hope you both crash or get road rash. And Emily says, please don't say that. With my track record, that is highly possible. Knowing what happens, that's kind of eerie. Very eerie. Um, <clears throat> almost like took all the fun out of watching this because you know what's coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And also, interestingly, that didn't come up an after party. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought Austin would be like, you know, it feels so bad because I was only saying that jokingly, but I didn't. It didn't even come up at all. So, um, Claire says couples retreat is looking different without the couples. But it's good for self-growth and she'll take the time to grow. <laughs> I'm trying. I can't listen to these people talk about their growth anymore. I, you know what? And I just want to say, they are making a TV show and the camera's on them and they have to produce words until the camera leaves them. And that's how you end up with Claire babbing on about why she's here. She's like, because I'm contractually obligated. Like, why else am I here? But, you know, I think the experts also said that I have this memory of Dr. Pepper just saying, we say that even if, even when you don't, it doesn't work out, we hope you learn stuff about yourself and you grow and yada, yada, yada. But anyways, Lauren says that in the spirit of healing, she decided to come and she didn't know what, because she didn't, she didn't know what value she was going to get from a couple's retreat. And Claire says, this is the moment where the food just popped up and I don't know when that happened. Then Claire says that she thinks that it's really cool that Lauren and Orion are here. And Lauren is like, yeah, I came for you. And Claire says going on and on. No, I think it's good. No, I think like even for you to be here, I'm like, Claire, just be quiet. Sometimes I think like Claire doesn't like silence. So she just goes on and on and just starts speaking in spirals. So well, when she finally keeps quiet, Orion chimes in. I'm like, what are you about to say? He's like, I guess to add to that, I know that Lauren and I aren't at the same level, but ultimately I feel proud for where we are at 
and I want to turn the page and everything that's happened and try and open up a different narrative. Nobody asks you to be proud of her. Don't say it's a we thing. Do not speak for Lauren. And honestly, if looks could kill, Lauren's looks would have Orion dead on the floor. Because she just had like the, <laughs> the, the blankest of all stares. And Lauren is like, I don't want to have a conversation with him because I'm tired of getting my hopes up. And when he brings things up in group settings, it doesn't seem real. And it seems like it's a safe face. And I don't think she's wrong. I think she's correct. Yeah. I don't know what face he's saving, though. <laughs> Orion is still talking and saying like, well, Lauren, I am happy that you're here because in some way it makes me feel better. And Lauren gives this very sarcastic laugh and says well it is glad to be seen <laughs> and i just i cackled so loudly <laughs> it's so interesting because so, i'm like is she i don't think she's supposed to do anything but i i'm i find it interesting that she made the choice to not confront him even though she's clearly annoyed at that table she's like let me just let him talk his nonsense and i'm not gonna say anything i can understand that Trying to talk to Orion is exhausting. He's going to talk around in circles. Orion doesn't know who he is. That is my biggest takeaway of this, which is why, like when we were talking earlier about um, the camera and wanting, you know, how you're acting versus um, being yourself, I don't think Orion knows who he is. Orion just panics and he just starts saying things and he can't even read the room to see how, why did you think now was the best time to give a speech and why did you think someone who's not really on the best of terms with you would want you speaking for them. Like, does she look like someone who cares that you were here? No. So, I'm, I don't understand her not addressing him at all. There's no point. We see them go to bed. And as Becca and Austin are going to bed, they're like, love you, good night. I don't, I don't know why that felt like the first time. I know she's told us that they say love you, but I don't think I've seen it in action. I was very shocked at the love use. I was like, oh, we're here. I didn't know we're here. This is news to me. <laughs> so, and then we see something that pops up and says one hour later, and Austin is rolling out of bed, and Becca's like, I don't know what happened. He just rolled out of bed and went. I was just thinking, how is there a camera in the room an hour later? That too, that too. <laughs> Because when they went to bed, they were under the covers. So I thought maybe he might actually do something. But if they were doing something, isn't that the point where the camera leaves? But they were there. But all we see is him with the duvets just walking down the hallway and going into a room. She said that he had said, just so you know, I'm going to sleep in the big bedroom. And you can come if you want. I'm like, wow, how romantic. And she was like, well, are we going to do something? And he stood in the doorway and was like, I don't know. I don't know. And that he was drunk and that he just wasn't coming on to her in an inviting way. What did you think of this whole thing? <clears throat> and the moment I was like, this story don't make no sense. I, I, that's all I had. I was like, what, what is going on here? Um... <laughs> Yeah, that's all I had. Later on, I have more thoughts. Okay. I am getting to the point, like, the way where we keep saying, like, Brennan and Emily's conversation is so exhausting. 
this whole Beckett and Austin thing is also getting exhausting. Mm-hmm. And I keep saying it every week, like, yes, they're nice people. So we probably have, like, we can tolerate them a little bit better. But it's getting exhausting. It feels like something's missing. I don't know why this man doesn't want to be with her. And like you, I mean, I know when they said he was drunk, but it's like, what was a series of events that just led someone to just jump out the bed and practically run away from your wife? But then he did say, (laughs) he did say, I'm going to the other room. You can come if you want. Like what would have happened if she went with him? I don't know, but it's just, it never feels like the story is complete with them. And that's getting exhausting for me trying to do mental gymnastics, trying to figure out what is or what isn't. So we move on to Chloe and Michael. We see Michael like wake her up to give her coffee as he keeps saying this might be garbage. And you know, it's sweet, but honestly, I can see how Michael can be annoying. Yeah. Why would you wake me up to give me coffee? Why don't you just wait till I wake up? <laughs> in, in, in his defense. They're already awake. There are cameras there. Okay. He did rub her hand. Okay, unless he was acting. I wouldn't call so. it acting per se, but they were already awake. Okay. <laughs> he was also he was also hovering over her. Okay, okay, okay. I'll give him a break. I'll give him a break. Um she went to bed. She says that she went to bed at 7.45 and you know, she just needed to decompress. She tells him that she was a dark cloud moving in yesterday, but she was just overwhelmed and she just needed a good night's rest. And she got that good night's rest and now she feels happy and peaceful. And again, it's sweet. It just still also feels like a script. Michael tells her not to be hard on herself because he might seem like he's fine or he's Iron Man, but he's also overwhelmed as well. She says he makes her feel happy, safe, and calm. And I do acknowledge that I like the way that she affirms him and lets him know that he's doing well. But on the flip side, I just, Michael can be a lot. And for someone, I didn't know if she was, maybe we knew before, that she was an introvert and like to that point where she needed time alone and michael just always seems to be doing something saying something projecting something i don't there's just he's always doing and i don't know how that's gonna work long term yeah i think if you're going to bed at 7 45 to avoid your husband that that's not the greatest <laughs> time <laughs> so yeah all right guys we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming, and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earn In to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Auto Call on the podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. 
That's also call on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max, see earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you could eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule, and Grapefruit Paloma, which happens to be my favorites, you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallMAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much, so Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallMAFS so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. All right, guys. So we come back to this couple's retreat where two single women are playing basketball outside. Um, And that would be Claire and Lauren. Claire talks about how this there's a lot of repetitiveness um Mm -hmm. glad she's here she says she'd be sitting at her apartment instead of talking to people i'm like you couldn't go out with your actual friends um or the many sisters and family that still don't (laughs) exist instead you're gonna come up here um which no problem with her coming up here just that her i don't understand why her alternative would be sitting at home um she talks more about how she's harassing poor cameron who clearly wants nothing to do with her um but she's decided not to take it personally (laughs) that when he's going through something he just likes his own space that's a conclusion that she's drawn all by herself i don't think there's anything to back that up i think he just doesn't want to talk to her and she keeps on calling and texting and checking in so she can feel better um and uh yeah so he's avoiding her hey why would cameron want to lean on the person who hurt his feelings I don't want to say broke his heart, but why would she want someone who acted like she was just didn't want him around and didn't want any, like, I just don't understand this whole, I got used to him. He was my friend. He was my this, but you seemed so uncomfortable when he was around you and he was doing all the things. So what is this? And also just read the room and let it go. That That's all I ask. Just downgrade the frequency. Like, why don't you call him once a week or something? I feel like she's probably calling or texting every day. I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you because what we know of Claire is that she's a really intense person. 
Claire also tries to say that she and Cameron are on good terms. And Lauren says that her and Orion are not on any terms. Um, <laughs> Claire also backs up this Orion addressing the group on behalf of himself and Lauren was weird. Um, Lauren says that she's not sure if she and Orion need to talk about anything, would it be worth anything? And that when they talk, she leaves more confused. And she's just not sure what she would gain out of a conversation with him, which is all great and good. But by the time we get to the preview, we see her having a conversation with him. And I was like, but why? You just told us it was going to be a waste of your time. <laughs> Michael and Chloe go and visit each other's respective homes. Um, so we go to Mike, we go to her house first. She has a fireplace. She says she uses it in the winter. She picks up a couple of decorative items from her home to bring back. And he says that he's surprised by how much stuff she has because she's been saying she's a minimalist for four days. Um, he's not wrong. Cause I was surprised too. The way she just talked about it, and I just, I think I cackled when he called her closet maximalist. I was like, the shade. <laughs> he looks at her closet. They look at her Peloton. There's a whole thing about her boxing gloves. He's like super interested in them. I'm sure if I watch the matchmaking special, Michael loves boxing. I feel like that's what I'm going to hear. Um, mm -hmm. But she's like, I enjoyed it. Then she says she needs help with the whole duvet situation. You know, I had a duvet for a while and the method by which she put the comforter into the duvet. I'm like, I have never seen that before in my whole life. She basically sticks her whole body in. But the whole time, Michael is basically just checking out her ass because it's like straight up in the air. Um, <laughs> and he's being very appreciative. And she, in an interview, laughs about how she never thought that her putting the duvet together would turn Michael on. And she just is very amused by it. Becca would kill for that. <laughs> Just a little appreciation, a little flirty flirt. <laughs> Next, Michael tries on her jewelry. So she has this beautiful multi-strand of pearls. He puts it on. I'm not going to lie. The pearls look good on him. Yeah, I feel like we've seen him in, haven't we seen him in pearls before? Probably, because I was like, I yeah. think that's your look, man. Yeah. In an interview, this is where I was like, oh, Lord, I don't know about these two. She tells us that she has not, she has not entertained a man who leans into his feminine side. And she's taken it one day at a time. So she helps him style the pearls and whatnot. Um, so we go to, and he says that if she keeps wearing his clothes, he'll wear her jewelry. Which I did notice last week. When we went through his luggage, he had a yellow flannel. And then when they were sitting outside eating dinner on their honeymoon, she was wearing it. And I was like, oh, she's wearing his clothes already? Mm. So she goes to his house. She's obsessed with his dog. Um, <laughs> I think she's obsessed with dogs in general, but she's all over his dog. She tells us that her dogs are with her cousins until um, they settle in. There's a whole thing about his closet. She's like, oh, his closet is not as bad. I mean, it is stuffed to the brim. Um, there's a whole other closet. And then he packs his samurai skirts. She's just... Chloe is... is it's, and she explains it all later, which I actually appreciated because you could feel the vibes with the skirt. She's like, okay, <laughs> you have a skirt. Um, then there's his whole coat situation. His coat closet is really something to behold. And she is like putting on coats. She's layering coats. I'm like, it must be really cold in Denver that you can wear two coats. <laughs> she said she could never 
would have imagined that she would have been married to a man who owns more skirts than she does, but she's taking it to the next level. I think her whole philosophy throughout this thing is like letting us know that this is different. I think she's trying to convince herself that she's good with it. Um, that's the thing I can't tell because it could be that and it could be, okay, this is different, but I don't think I'm at red flag yet. I just have to adjust to it because I didn't think I would ever be in this situation. And now I'm here. I think I can handle it, but I don't know yet. Basically, basically. And she talks more about it later. We'll get to it when they sit down with Pastor Cal. So back to this so-called couples retreat. Um, Becca and Austin go get a massage. <laughs> it's at apparently at a Russian place. I think the summary here is like, you get beat by eucalyptus with this man, uh, by this man. There's a sauna. There's a cold bath. It's a lot. They Becca tells us that it was amazing and it was relaxing. I was so glad when she said, it probably doesn't look relaxing. I was like, that is correct, Becca. But she said that it was relaxing. <laughs> Afterwards, they sit down and have a chat and they talk about how any relationship has trials and tribulations and the whole point is to figure it out together and glad you're on this train and they cheers to marriage and happiness. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And a lifetime of massages together. All right, guys, we'll be right back. So when we come back, um, Michael and Chloe are getting ready for a visit from Pastor Cal. So they're in the bedroom. She has on some gold hoop earrings. And Michael says, hey, can I borrow those? later after pal uh, 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 you know after pastor cal leaves or maybe tomorrow she's getting ready to take him off and give him to him now and he's like no no no, later future planning um, <laughs> um so they sit down with pastor cal and he says that it feels good that the expert had a, experts had a chance to do better um pastor cal says he sees maturity in them chloe says like kind of reaffirms that she says two years ago, she wouldn't have had the strength to marry a stranger. Um, there is a conversation about Michael and her wearing his clothes and then the jewelry talk. And she just straight out says that she is not used to being with someone who wears her earrings. The whole time she's saying this, she's touching Michael a lot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she's trying to affirm that despite what she's saying, she's still in it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Pastor Cal asks if it's okay, and he's like, be honest. And she says he is vastly different from anyone that she's dated or considered romantically. He's a man who leans into his feminine side, and it's just not what she was expecting, but it just takes time. And Pastor Cal says, you use the word feminine. And Michael is like, yeah, I got a feminine and masculine side. Um, and then they talk about how traits that refer to nurturing and care are referred to as feminine. And Pastor Cal says that Michael is unique and he appreciates it, but he's not married to him. So Pastor Cal asks how she's reconciling that. And she says, well, my norm has not worked for me. So she wouldn't have chosen him for herself. And he's, I think she says, and he wouldn't have picked me out either in a bar, but she asks for a man who has a heart of gold and she values his authentic self. And there are all of these elements that she's always wanted. And if it comes in a form of someone who's a little bit feminine, she's going to give it her best shot and see where we land. Now, I really liked this because I feel like we watch this show and people are feeling things and they don't say anything. And I feel like Mm -hmm. Chloe said the exact truth of what she was feeling, which is this is like different, but Mm -hmm. I like him. What do you think, Tane? And so you have to recognize, like, as you get older, as you become more discerning, you have to go for what you need versus what you want, because sometimes the things that you want aren't always really the best for you. And she recognizes at this point that his pros are more than the cons. Now, my issue is, what is it about Michael that they're calling feminine? Is it liking clothes? Because this is what I was stuck on. He wears earrings. Men wear earrings. He's wearing pearls. Have you seen fashion thing? Like Usher just wore a skirt and a thing or whatever. I don't know that anyone's saying feminine. Like, what is the thing that we're calling feminine? And then we're going to get into this in after party. They even went as far as effeminate. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry. This man just said, you know, just there appreciating her. And I don't know. This whole... I, that's what I was stuck on. I just, nobody could define for me why we are calling him feminine because he likes fashion and he likes clothes. That's what we're defining it as now. So Pastor Cal says that mutual comfort and respect and values are a good foundation. And he asked if they have emotional connection and they said they're building it each day. Michael says that they have a strong level of comfort and they recognize what they value and what they need to cultivate. Then Pastor Cal basically tells him to have sex. I thought it was super interesting because she said, basically, she's like, yeah, he's really into me. And if he wasn't really into me, I'd be out of here. And I was like, but are you really into him? Because I think that's a good question. Well, I'm guessing she's implying that she is. It's funny because Pastor Cal was saying, give yourself permission to be married. And I'm just like, oh, that's, you know, good. I like this advice and blah, blah, blah. Then he's like, give yourself permission to have sex. And then I'm like, what's your agenda, Pascal? Do you not want to just have a season where no one has sex? Like, what is your agenda? I don't know. You think that's what it is? I don't know. I'm partly being facetious and partly just side-eyeing Pascal. Because I understand give yourself permission to be married. But then when you go give yourself permission to have sex, they don't need permission. They're grown. People don't have to be married to have sex and these days. So if they want to have sex, they'll have sex. But there's just something about just 
steering people to have sex. Like, if it's not happening, like, just that means there's stuff to be worked out or they're going at their own pace. I just like, I got to get it in there. I got to get it in there while I can that they can have sex. <laughs> while I have them, I need them to know that my central thesis here is that I want them to have sex. I might not see them again for another week. But overall, I did enjoy his visit. <laughs> I, I think I think it was a good conversation. I think it was good that he he drew stuff out of Chloe. Oh, yeah, I did say my name. He drew stuff out of Chloe and gave her a chance to speak because Michael is always going to speak and she's the more reserved one. So I like the line of questioning that allowed her to say what she was actually feeling like, you know, what she said earlier. So, yeah, it was a good canceling session, I thought. I thought, I mean, I thought it was good mainly because of Chloe and Michael. <laughs> um, you know, they just felt like they were honest and open. I didn't feel anything false was going on. I don't think anybody's hiding anything. I'm just like, if this doesn't work out, I will say, I do think Chloe and Michael are going to give it their best. Yeah. I feel like Michael is a definite yes, but it'll be interesting to see what Chloe thinks because I can't get a read of who Chloe is. I also think right now they're very focused on Chloe being okay. And that can only, there's, there's got to be some reciprocation here. I feel like Michael is sort of like holding this thing together a little. Um, and I, I don't know how much longer that can last. And if I was Michael, I would, I would, I would need some reciprocation at some point. I don't think I agree. Okay. I think her reciprocation is subtle, so it might be overlooked. But I can think of many a Maps bride that would not take kindly to Michael's, who Michael is. And I don't mean what they're calling feminine, like the dressing and just, I don't know if he's over eagerness or his whatever, the, just the way that he is, like how I said, even I said, oh, he can be a lot, but she appreciates that. And I feel like she reciprocates and doesn't make him feel like he's too much. When he said there's a level of comfortability, that's on both ends. And she does her part on that even the simple things like oh you can choose um what closet like that you want or the things where she he's being a lot but she's not making him feel bad about it i think that's reciprocity okay i like that view so then we uh come to the the end of the episode where we start with a selfie cam of emily who's so excited to be going on this atv um adventure um Brennan is telling us that they've been focusing on the friendship aspect. And he says they haven't gotten to do an adventure in a while. So he's excited about this. How can you work on the friendship aspect when you have 12 days to go? Uh, so they both have GoPros on their thing. I really wish that they had not spent the whole season showing us how this was going to end. Yep. Um, <laughs> because I could not enjoy any of this. And you know what? Up until the moment you crashed, they, I mean, the funny thing is, is I saw that he was in front of her and I was like, does she wear him? Is this somehow Brennan's fault? <laughs> and that is not the case. <laughs> no. That is not the case. Emily goes, at one point we see in his GoPro that Emily um, went off to the side. And then in her GoPro, we actually get to watch the whole thing of her tumbling. And clearly the ATV either went upside down or to the side. Um, Brennan goes straight running to her. Um, we know there's a whole camera crew and whatnot because he's yelling out to them and stuff, but he's run straight to her. He's holding a glove against her wound. 
this poor girl, she's just like, am I going to be okay? I was glad she was conscious because um, that's a, a decent sign. Um, but there was so much blood and they kept on saying there's so much blood and the blood is like in her hair. It's just gnarly. Um, and so first aid comes and an ambulance comes. They put her in a neck brace. Brennan is, you know, he was very supportive in the moment. Um, after they kind of take her away, he, you can tell he's like freaking out, like, oh my goodness. Um, and they put her in the ambulance and they take her away. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I could not watch. <laughs> did not watch i had to turn my head away was it was yeah it wasn't i i could barely watch i don't i don't like it but i i did watch it yeah just the whole thing my anxiety was up through the roof and then when the tumble and all the we've seen all the blood before so when i turned my head away and i was just hearing her say guys this is a lot of blood just by how bad that it looked like from the preview and the blood i'm so glad that she's okay and we know she's okay because we've seen her on after party um at least physically she's okay she still has an arm brace and i don't know if it's from this or from something else i mean i don't think it's from that and we also know she's okay because of the confessionals they're filmed after aren't they exactly that's true so i just she's she should get that checked why she's so prone to accidents like that is scary but yeah i'm glad that she's okay but uh yeah all right, Tane, who has your bouquet this week? I think for all the reasons that I mentioned for the reciprocity, um, I think that they're showing up for each other. They're being there for each other. Um, I could be wrong, and Chloe might secretly hate this man, but for now, I'm going by what they're showing us, and that's why they have my bouquet. Who has yours? I Because, I mean, he's just gotten so many um, burnt ashes. I'm going to give my bouquet to Brennan. Um okay. In that moment where something went wrong, he was great. He ran to her. He held the glove against her head and he held her hand and he told her she was going to be okay and that he was there and it was really nice. And I understand that that is really doing the bare minimum. I'm not giving him a award for doing the bare minimum. I just would like to note that he did something positive and good and we sh- I should recognize that. That's fair. Who has your burnt ashes? Motherfucking Orion. Like this man <laughs> just gets on my skin. Gets under my skin. Like, I don't like the whole show thing that he's doing, trying to get Lauren in there. Like, just be who you need to be. And it's just, uh, he just annoys me. Who has yours? I know we're giving Claire a lot of the benefit of the doubt about her motivations for doing what she does. I'm annoyed by it. Stop calling him. Stop texting him. Stop (laughs) saying you guys are good. Just stop it all. Stop coming on this TV every week to talk about how you feel bad. <laughs> it, it's just, it's too much. Um, so yeah, I'm sorry, Claire. Burn ashes. It's like, how are you on good terms with someone that won't speak to you? <laughs> <laughs> I want to give some props to Cameron for not answering the phone. You don't have to indulge people in their own personal emotional crises that they're trying to work through through you. Mm-hmm. You can just say, you know what? I'm not going to be part of that. So good job, Cameron. Mm-hmm boundaries like they like to say <clears throat> all right guys so on that note you can find us on instagram at twitter at alter call maps that's a-l-t-a-r-c-a-l-l-m-a-f-s we love hearing from you guys on the socials 
Yep, we're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support, for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe. Give us a five-star rating if you're so inclined on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And we will talk to you next episode. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.